fitting. I had to get that baseball lyric in there. It's one-way conversation. It is what's today? Wednesday. Wednesday morning. On our way to work. How the fuck you doing today? Huh? How you doing? Let me, let me tell you something. Last night was Yankees Mets, and now we're not panicking. We are not panicking, but let's just put it this way. There are games you circle on the calendar, yeah? There are definitely games circle on the calendar. This is one of them. Yankees-Mets, especially this year, where this can be kind of a measuring stick game, quote-unquote, that is a um, sportscaster term right there, a uh, talk show host term, measuring stick, where you want to see how you do against the uh, the elite of the league. And here's the first time facing the Mets this year, first time with Buck in the in the in the lead role over there. And you know, it tends your warts kinda of come out a little bit. First, let me just let me say something. Before I get before I get to my biggest gripe, um, you gotta you gotta hit. And you gotta do you gotta pitch. Now the bullpen did a nice job. Um for the most part, after Montgomery got beat up a little bit, Montgomery was not happy to come in and out. But I'll tell you something: we were not happy with Montgomery's performance. He had 117 pitches through two and a half innings. So you get the fuck out of there, Jordan. All right, don't fucking complain to the manager when you're you are struggling to get through the fucking lineup. You have a billion goddamn pitches. Okay, calm down. We're not panicking. We are not panicking. But I'm pissed. Okay, I am pissed. You never want to lose to this team, and, it's, and you never want to lose to teams that you want to show the world you can beat because these are the teams you're going to face in October and you want to show that you can run with them. Now, you know, Stan's hurt. You can, you can say, you know, they're not full team just yet, whatever. No excuses. Not here for excuses. If you have, before, again, if you have Glaber Torres, Matt Carpenter, and Aaron Hicks, and they're not in the bottom third Maybe not the bottom third, but seven, eight, nine, six, six to nine. You you're in trouble. If you have Glaber four, if you have Hicks anywhere in the top six, and if you have if you are relying on Matt Carpenter to be a, a, a producer, and you're not relying them as role players, uh, you're going to be you're in trouble come October. I'm going to say it right that right, put it right out there. You have a lot of issues. Okay, they have to address before October. We know that, but. The, the most glaring issue, which has been hidden all season, thanks to the, the magnificent success of this team to date here, uh, you know, the gigantic lead in the AL East, you've able to kind of been, been kind of been able to put a, a silk hat on this pig and maybe even ignore it, pretend it's not there. You know, you've been happy to say, to kind of accept the success without remembering that there's been a common issue from the time this guy has been hired to today. And it's always ugly when hit when he shows his head, he comes out the peak and show, oh, I am involved here. It's never a good sign. Now my co-host and cousin aunt on Sunday poor will be happy. To sit you down, all the Aaron Boone defenders out there, we'll be happy to sit you down and go over the hundreds of miscues he's had over the years. He has an encyclopedia, encyclopedic memory of each and every one of them, and you can't possibly, when you hear them, defend him. 
okay? So maybe you can defend a move occasionally and say, well, you know, if, if and it goes without saying, every move a manager makes, oh, if it worked out, you'd be praising it. Well, how come, oh, goddamn yellow light? Not today. Sorry. Okay, I was fucking behind this person and I finally got to a position where I could pass him and the light turned yellow. Well, the light turned yellow. And I, it might have been a quick yellow. Okay. It might have been. I'm not admitting anything. Um, so last night, you had two outs. You have a man on first. And up is coming Isaiah Kiner Falefa. I always fuck it up. It's just a tongue twister for me. The Dash. Nickname is not, is not picked up. All right. He's coming up. He's got a couple hits in the game. He's on a 13-game hitting streak. Adam Adovino is up. We know Adam Adovino. And if you've listened to me since 2018 or so, you'll know Adam Adovino could have a decent regular season. Come the end of the season is when he starts to falter. Hey, far be it for me to fucking tell, you know, Major League Baseball that this fucking trend that's been going on and always happens. So the more, to me, the more he pitches, the better. Even if he's, like, having a good outing, which he was fine yesterday, you know, there's no there's no reason to run away from Adam Adovino, okay? Especially, especially not if it's to bring up Joey fucking Gallo, who hasn't made contact since the fucking Reagan administration. All right, there's no fucking reason to bring that bum up in that position because he might run into one. He's been in one of the best power. The defense that Aaron Boone put up after the game was fucking ludicrous. It was a fireball offense. And he's got a million goddamn fireball offenses in his back pocket. This is just another one of them. All right, another one to show off. Another reason he should have been canned fucking years ago. After last season, he should have been canned. Fucking never see again. Go fucking coach the goddamn Reds if you want. Go off and fucking go run in daddy's fucking footsteps up there, all right? We don't fucking need you. Go follow Brett Boone to fucking Seattle or the Marlins. Where the fuck Brett Boone calls home? Get him the fuck out of here. When what fucking world? And not only the, the defense he puts up there, not only was bringing up a guy who hasn't made contact in 50 fucking years... He brings up a guy with the intent to get to the Mets closer. Edwin Diaz, who was a fucking strikeout pitcher. I don't have the numbers here in front of me, but that's what the guy does. So he brings him in with the intent of getting this guy in there. Because maybe he runs into one and ties the ball game up. You know what? In my fucking sick, twisted mind... You get to out. You, you get a guy up there who can fucking dig a ball and dunk it in there. Frustrate the frustrate this fucking pitcher. You get another guy on. Get a little two out rally. Turn the lineup over. What the fuck are you thinking? Maybe he runs into one. You want to hit the fucking lottery? Nobody hit fucking mega millions last night, and neither did you, Aaron. You've got to be kidding me with this fucking horseshit, Joey Gallo. Maybe this is the day he fucking breaks out of it. It's not. It's not today. It's not yesterday. And it's certainly not fucking tomorrow. And it's not after the fucking trade deadline. And it's not in October. He is 
outside outside of a very good fielder with a good arm, I want nothing to do with him. He's a defensive replacement at best. At the very best, that is the most useful that Joey Gallo can be at this point. To bring him in as the tying run with a fucking hope and a prayer. What is he? Is he going up there with like uh, the Brutus bat from Popeye, the oversized bat that's 16 sizes, the size of regular bat? Like, what are we thinking here? The guy misses balls regularly. There's some there's some joke about having balls in his wife's purse or something. But the, the, the guy misses balls regularly. He has a hole in his bat. He's got a hole. He's got a thousand holes in his swing. They fucking they they get in love with these people, and it's the same thing. Like I love when Aaron Hicks is productive. It does not mean he's he belongs anywhere near the top of the lineup, though. Does not does not does not mean he belongs batting like third in the lineup though. Oh, people are aggressive this morning on this island. All right, Jesus, got a fucking one of those uh, what do you call it? Not a box truck, whatever. It's one of those vans, one of those service vans. He was flying. All right, um, fuck me, man. Just get they they get in love with these fucking players. God, what are you trying to prove? It's sometimes it's the balls to not make a move. It's the balls not to look at, oh, well, we need, to, we need to, you know, he made, what was the move? He made a nice move when he took Montgomery out. That was actually a smart move. Okay, you had um, Escobar coming up, who already had a home run, right, had a home run in the game, and he turned him around from the right side to the left side. He's a good righty hitter. He's a poor lefty hitter. And he brought in Marnaccio, and it was, an, it was a nice shot. It was a smart move. It was, it was the right time. It was the right time to pull. And he was struggling, and it was just, you know, two guys on already. And Marnaccio did a nice job. Uh, and again, the bullpen did an okay job. They were fine. But by putting Joey Gallo up there, you are putting your team in a worse position to win the ball game. Not in a better position, in a worse position. You want to look at the fucking stats? You want to look at the fucking numbers? Aaron? The probability? The true outcomes? It's not a fucking the three true outcomes, a walk, a home run, um, or a strikeout. Those aren't the three true outcomes if you do one of them significantly more than the others. He strikes out like 40% of the time. It's atrocious. He's atrocious. It's a problem. Aaron Boone is a problem. Uh, we knew this, but it's just been masked because we've been so fucking good this season. I gotta stop. I don't usually go all in on the Yanks or sports. I try and save that for Sunday four on this show. But there's times I just gotta do it. Okay, there's times sometimes it's gonna happen. You know, maybe football season. I'll talk a little Giants here, especially if the Giants piss me off, which happens. And by the way, Giants fans, the optimism already boggling my mind. We're, we're, at, we're at fucking practice. It's just started. OTAs just started. It's like the, 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 the optimism, the Daniel Jones optimism is sucking, sickening to me. It's, I, I've, I've avoided enough of it where I can't fully go all in on it, but I've seen enough of it 
to know I, can't, I have to avoid it. I have to. Do you feel good about this team? You feel good about the new coach, the new GM? Do you? I don't. Okay, well, we've been down this path before. You got shiny new things in the in, on the shelf to look at. Say, oh, look, these are our guys. I, I don't believe I'm not going to believe it until I see it, all right? I, not, I am certainly not going to believe it with this quarterback until I see it. At this point, I don't believe you can have a winning team with Daniel Jones. I do not believe you can have a playoff team with Daniel Jones. And I definitely don't believe you can win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones. Is the quarterback... Here's, here's some question for you. What if we're going to do Giants for 10 seconds? Is the quarterback the is the next Super Bowl winning quarterback for the New York Football Giants in the league right now? I'm going to say he's not. I'm going to say the Giants won are very far away from winning a world championship Super Bowl. <laughs> Forgot the fucking name of the title there for a second. They're so far away from it. You have, you know. Maybe, I don't know. There's a lot. It's every. It's all maybes. It's all fucking maybes and speculation. And I'm not going to fucking dig my heels in. I got burned enough before by these fucking people. So, no. I'm not optimistic. Don't bring, don't bring me your optimism. Why feel good about this kid? Why feel good about the team? I'm not going to feel good about it until we're, we're fucking in Dallas and we're up 28-7 in the fourth quarter and taking a knee. I'm not going to be fucking happy until that. Okay, can we just fucking beat Dallas? Or if we're in fucking Philadelphia and doing the same thing. Or Daniel Jones is leading him to a, you know, it's it's 17-14 and Daniel Jones, you know, leads him on a drive to win in Philadelphia on Sunday Night Football or something. Then I'll be fucking happy. Then I'll fucking be satisfied. And then I'll think, okay, we got something here. But until I see something like that, what, what do we see? We saw Daniel Jones, uh, we had a comeback win uh, against, I don't know, fucking Washington or something, right? His first game. And that was it. I don't. I've not seen anything since then that has shown me that he is our guy. But until we're in Philly and winning, until we're in Dallas and winning, until we're until we're you know, you know, it's gonna be fucking seven and four on top of the division, and then I'll maybe be a little bit optimistic. Maybe we'll see how we see how we get to seven and four. All right, there you go. That's your sports section. I got fired fired up, man. You just. The decision making and like the the excuse of bringing in the, their best pitcher. I, I know Adovino's fine. He's been okay, and he's uh, he was good last night. But don't don't like oh let's bring in a different pitcher who is actually the guy they trust in the highest leverage situations. I know he's had his problems in the past, but still, it's not, it's not not a winning strategy, not a championship mentality. It's like the other day you put. You, against Baltimore on uh, Sunday. Wait, Sunday, Saturday? I don't fucking they all blend together on the weekend. They all blend together in Baltimore. But he put four outfielders out there, and the fourth outfielder was Glaber Torres, who had a nice line on a ball, uh, got to the warning track, but then, you know, couldn't make the catch. That, it just seems like a fucking stupid play, a stupid strategy that a left fielder would have gotten to uh, with no, you know, maybe a little bit of a challenging play. But trust your fucking outfielders, man. Christ four outfielders you know it's just too smart for their own good that's it comes down to that too smart for their own good they're trying to outsmart fucking a century of baseball that's what they're trying to do and I've, it's that's 
they always want to prove their worth. They always want to show that they are, I don't know, thinking and outsmarting. Well, you outsmart yourself right out of a championship opportunity, all right, if you keep doing this bullshit. All right. What's going on? All right, Wednesday. we got one more show left this week. Tomorrow is Thursday. That's going to do it for me. And I'm going on a vac- vacation. I'm getting the fuck out of here for a little bit. Um, took up a few days at home. It's a, it's a long weekend and then uh, some time at home. Maybe, hopefully catching up with some friends along the way. And, um, you know, just kind of taking it easy. But I'm getting the fuck out. The commute has got to go. For a couple days, I gotta get out of here for a couple days. Just uh, not go to work, not go into the office. Just be free for a little bit. So, I, you know, that's the one something about my job that I cannot complain about is that they do give me ample time off um, and opportunities to take time. So that's always that's that's nice. That's a luxury that I have for sure. Uh, much appreciative of that, and I'm going to take it and run. Um, what else we got? What else is going on? Oh, I got a follow-up on, uh, I forget what day it was, but last week I talked about the robots taking over by 2060. Something to look forward to. Um, yeah, you know, not a lot of petty shit with robots. It's going to be a lot nicer. At least you know, with robots, you know where you stand, okay? With robots, there's no passive aggressiveness. You know, if you're working for a robot, they're not going to be talking about you behind your back. They're not petty. You know, it's going to be nice. It's going to be real nice to work for a robot boss one day. Except, did you see in Russia, they had a robot playing like five games of chess against against kids, I think. And, you know, he'd go, a kid would have to make a move, and then uh robot makes a move, then goes on to the next one, and comes around, whatever. I don't know exactly how it worked, but it's a robot. It's basically one of those arm robots. And the kid, I think it was like a nine-year-old kid was playing against him. And he went, he jumped the move. He went too soon on the move. And the robot reacted. I don't know if it was like the movement on the board or I don't know exactly. The sensor was wrong. And the robot just like planted itself on the kid's hand and broke his finger. You got to play. See, again, you know where you stand with the robots. Follow the rules. Follow instructions. Be very clear what's going on. Otherwise, you're going to break your fucking finger. And I give this kid a lot of credit. You know, Russians are getting a bad rap these days because of what's going on in Ukraine. Understandable. Okay, let's 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 put that on the politicians. Let's put it where it lies. The Kremlin, all right? Russian people, excellent people. Here I am. I'm talking about politicians. Tough kid showed up the next day, finger in a bandage, finger in a bandage, ready to go. He was back on the court the next day, ready to play. Give the kid a lot of credit for that. Takes a lot of balls to, 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 to talk about the balls that guy was missing. There with this kid in Russia. <laughs> uh, yeah, he went the next day. I don't know how he fared against this robot, but you listen. I just I feel like any like I'm I'm not very good at chess, and I feel like any Russian ages. 7 to 79 7 to 107 are going to beat me at chess in like 10 moves or less the fact they have 9 year olds playing against robots over there just that's all you need to know about where they uh, 
where they hold uh, a chess as a national pastime. And then, of course, the Queen's Bandit, right? That's, that was big. They showed the Russians there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just, you know where you stand with the robot. Don't fuck with the robots. Just just follow the rules. Like I said, or they're going to break your fucking finger, snap your finger off, whatever. You know, here, I go to work today, if I fuck, if I make a mistake, you know, maybe I fix it, and maybe I, like, maybe I hear about it from somebody else, or maybe I get an email about it, or maybe, like, a week later, like, oh, what happened, like, you know, uh, it's, um, if I make a mistake, I'd appreciate it if they just break my finger and say, you made a mistake, crack, go back to work. At least then, all right. I got nine more fin- I got nine more fuck ups to make, and then uh, I can't work. All right. So tomorrow we got Friday. Uh, tomorrow's Thursday is my Friday. Oh, don't you hate people say that? Oh, today's my Friday. <laughs> today's my Friday. I have off. I'm off tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Go fuck yourself. I'm, I'll be here, dickhead. <laughs> um. So Thursday we'll have our uh, have my regular Thursday show close out the week that'll be off next week and then Sunday pour tomorrow night which I'm sure Ant will have uh, a few things to say about um, well maybe the Yankees get swept by the Mets two games out would not be good I don't, shit I didn't see who's pitching today is it, I think it is Herman I don't know who's pitching for the Mets um, but uh, yeah, I'm not not too optimistic about Herman. Not yet. He's, you know, he's coming back. Anyway, I got to go. I'm at the train. Go catch my train. Have a great fucking day. I'll be back here tomorrow. And um, in the meantime, don't take shit from anybody. All right. Talk to you later.